right. Can you all just hold your hands out like this? Say, I'm ready to receive all that you have for me, God. Amen. All right. If you have your Bible, I want you to lift it up. Remember at camp? Shing! If you were there. So this quote up here by Martin Luther, this touched me so much. Can y'all see it? I want y'all to, we're going to say this out loud and we're going to repeat this after me. Say, this is my Bible. It's alive. And it speaks to me. It has feet. It runs after me. It has hands. It lays hold of me. And what lays hold of me means is to, to hold, to take hold of, right? So you're probably like, I don't know what that even means. Like what, the Bible has feet and hands? But doesn't in John, I, guess, I think it's chapter one, it says that Jesus is word, right? So when you open this Bible, you're looking at Jesus, because he is the word, amen? Say, he's the word. Are y'all okay? Are y'all awake? Yes. You might want to be awake for this. <laughs> I cannot. All right. So what have we been talking about in here? Can someone raise? Yes. Catch it. Influence. Say, I'm an influencer. All right. So we've been talking about influence, and it's been great going out, telling people about Jesus, right? But I was praying over this, and this, what are we going to talk about? And y'all can switch it. We're going to talk about the authority of an influencer. Say, it's time to respond. It's time to respond. Say it one more time. It's time to respond. It's time to respond. All right. So we were talking about this. So this has was stirring in me something God has been talking to me about is taking like authority because you got to know your authority before you go out and try to tell somebody in the world about Jesus right right how am I go up to someone and you don't know like Pastor Eric who's here on Sunday that was a good word wasn't it good word okay so you don't just you don't want to just go up to someone in the world and be all timid and like hey can I tell you about Jesus? You know, you don't know what they got on them. What if they're possessed? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna run away? Be like, I am not, I'm not doing that. You gotta know your authority, right? You gotta know who you are in Christ Jesus. Say amen. amen. All right, but this has been in my spirit and it's so funny, this happens to me all the time, which is not a bad thing. But we went to a young adults retreat and they were talking about this. And I was like, okay, Jesus. Okay, and then Sunday, Pastor Eric stole my message, so, but it's okay, because I was like, Lord, like, Pastor Eric talked about it, I was like, are you sure you still want to talk about this? Literally, like, it's like kind of the same, but the Lord was like, no, I want, you need to talk about this, like, this needs to be heard, because not everybody was there Sunday, right? Yeah. Alyssa wasn't there, so, which is fine. But, so we're gonna talk about this, taking authority. So if you have your Bibles, turn to John 10, 10. And in my, oh, there it is. Thank you, Benji. Holler at me if you're there. You have three seconds. One, two, John 10, 10. 
three. Okay, most of you are there. I'm just going to read it. If you go and you're, you got it, then good. So, John 10.10, 10, it says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay. Anyway, destroy, right? And, but Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. What does the thief come to do? Y'all are responding really good. I love it. Kill, steal, and destroy. So my first point is this. As influencers, we have to recognize that we have an enemy and he's a thief. Do y'all believe that? That you have an enemy and he's a thief? As believers, we have to know that. Who goes into battle and they don't know, you know, who they're fighting or, you know, who does that? You got to know. So that first point underneath there, it says we must stay on guard and put on the whole armor of God. Now, I want to stop right there, and I want to go um, to Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. So you can go ahead and flippantly flop over there. The whole armor. Who knows what the armor is? You said, okay, Josh, breastplate. What else is in the armor? The belt of truth. What else? Amen, brand. <laughs> the shoes of peace. That's right. Look at you. Yes. Sword of the Spirit. That's good. Okay, so let's read this together. If you don't have it up there, that's okay. I'll just read it. Thank you so much for doing my scriptures, Spinchy. <laughs> okay, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and go there to, with me. It was Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. It says, be strong in the Lord in the power of in his mighty power. It says, put on God's full armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all, say all, all, strategies of the devil. Then it goes on to say, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Say, my neighbor is not my enemy. My neighbor is not my enemy. Okay. But against evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, Put on every, say every, every, piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist, say resist, resist. the enemy in the time of evil. Then after battle, you will, be, you, will stand, you will still be standing firm. You see what that says? Pastor Eric had these three points, and he basically was like, why does bad things happen in the world? If you were there, do you remember where at least one of them is? Catch your Sid, did you raise your hand? You didn't raise your hand. Someone else, pa- Pastor Alex. Okay, choices. choices. What's the other one? Satan. Those. That's why bad things happen in the world. Can I get amen? amen. Say it's not God. It's not God. God, is good. God is good all the time. And all the time, time. God is good. good. That is his nature. nature. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. Hallelujah. Do y'all get that? So what was the first point again? No. (laughs) Thank you, Judah. Good job. You have an enemy, and he is a thief. All right? So... 
Let's read on Ephesians 6, 14, 18. It says, stand your ground, putting on what Jaden said, I believe, putting on the belt of truth, okay? In the body armor breastplate of God's righteousness, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. Can I ask you a question? Do you put, you don't got to answer this, but I want you to just think about it. When you wake up in the morning, do you put, yeah, you put on your, your Nikes, your Jordans, <laughs> you know, you, you put on all that, your pants, a hat if you like to wear hats, you put on a, a belt, hopefully, you don't be sagging because that's not attractive, but you put on those, you put on your natural clothes, right? You brush your teeth, you, you curl your hair, girls, put on deodorant. So you do all that, but do you put on your armor? Do you put on your spiritual clothes? Think about it. Let it ponder. Hmm. All right. Or, spiritually speaking, are you putting back on your grave clothes? Do you know what I mean by that? Your grave clothes? So your grave clothes is before you were saved. Right? That's before you were saved. So those are gone. They're dead. You're a child of God. Everybody's in here is saved, right? You receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Right? So you don't have grave clothes anymore. This is your clothes. The belt of truth. Everything is said in that scripture. Those are your new clothes, spiritually. Right? Say, I'm listening. I'm listening. Those are your clothes. So are you putting on your gray clothes when you get up? Really, you should have your armor on at all times. Because I'm going to tell you something. As a teenager, the devil comes in the night. When you're on your phone, when you're scrolling on the gram, or on the face, that's when he comes. So do you have your armor on or are you just chillaxing like, oh, this is heavy, I'm gonna take it off. I'm right here. Okay, he sleeps with his armor on, right? Cause you don't know, like you, while you on Instagram, the devil can be like, ooh, you see that girl? She don't got no clothes on. You should go back and look again. Don't, don't look at me like that. What? What's, yeah, what's on your story? I know that's kind of like, but it's real. That's real. That happens, right? That happens. You have to guard yourself. You guard yourself by wearing your armor, right? Or, for an instance, your grave clothes. What do you do when depression, you start to feel like a heaviness? Do you have on your clothes, your armor? Or are you putting back on your grave clothes and you're just sitting in the junk, right? Who wants to wear dirty clothes? Ew. Ugh. Tied, unstoppable, downy, like wash, it needs to be clean. Those aren't your clothes anymore, right? So those aren't my clothes anymore. I put on my armor. All right, where did I stop? Do you remember? Oh, in addition, it says to all these, hold up the shield of faith. Say faith. faith. To stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion. Say every occasion. Every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent. Let's stop right there on that one. 
persistent, not nonchalant, non, I'm going to be passive, which is what the other one says. It says we cannot be passive, ignorant of the devil's devices, his schemes or tricks. We have to be persistent, intentional. Because what did we just read in John 10, 10? The thief comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Right. So we can't put our guard down, right? I'm not saying you glorify all the bad stuff the devil has done, because we don't do that. But we cannot be ignorant of his tricks or how he comes, because he's going to do the same stupid thing. And, but how many of us, I know I'm speaking to myself too, how many of us, when he does come and throws things at us, how many times do we realize that we just, we just let him do it? The thoughts, if you have problems being insecure, if a thought comes, do you just sit there and just, oh, that's right. Oh, that's, yeah, I don't do that right either. Are you agreeing with that? What does the Bible say, right? So that's being ignorant of his devices. If he keeps coming at you with the same thing, are you responding back? Which is my point. Say it's time to respond. All right. I'm going to read the scriptures in 2 Corinthians 2.11 in the New King James. Uh, it just talks about the enemy and his devices. So stay on this. Uh, but it says, so that we would not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Say, I'm not ignorant of his devices. Okay. So that's a scripture for you if you need something to go to. The, I don't know what that was. All right. Say the devil is a defeated foe. Amen. So in knowing and recognizing that we have an enemy and we have a thief, and putting, we got to put on our armor, right? So now what I was talking about when he starts throwing things at you, now you have to submit and resist. Now, I'm gonna read this. It says, when the enemy tries to come and test us with storms, trials, and temptations, we are not to submit to our feelings. We are to submit to God, his word, and the Holy Spirit immediately. Say immediately. See, the natural response to circumstances is to, oh my gosh. But you can't submit to your feelings. You submit those feelings to God. Say, I'm a spirit being. You check in your spirit first, not in your flesh. Thank you, whoever said that. Not in your flesh, right? Your spirit is who you really are. You're born again. Your spirit is you. This is just something you're living in, you know, while you're here. You know, it, you're going to leave this body. You can't take this with you. Right? Everybody get that? Say, I'm a spirit being. I'm a spirit being. I, submit to God, I submit to God. And I submit to his word. And, I to his word. and the Holy Spirit. And that's why the Holy Spirit's there. He's here, there to here. He's there to help you in those moments. 
So we don't just go by how we feel in the moment. We submit. Say, I submit. And then too, like submitting to your feelings, you're opening a door for the devil to come in and just do more damage. Like why do that? He's already defeated, right? Amen. All right. So James 4, 7, so you have scripture with that. James 4, 7 through 8, it says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now, what Pastor Eric said on Sunday, when you, resisting the devil is not like, like he said, like, I don't see you devil, you don't see me, I'm just pretend like you're not there. Like, no. Remember, recognize that you have an enemy and he's a thief. So that's not what resisting means. Resisting is what? Submitting to God and taking authority. You're, that, you're responding back to him. You're, taking, you're standing your ground. You put it on your armor or you should already have it on, but you're like, no. You respond, right? You say, no, in the name of Jesus, like devil, you go. I have the mind of Christ. You start speaking the word over yourself, right? And you might be sitting here and be like, what does this got to do with being an influencer? It has everything to do with being an influencer, right? Amen. So once we submit, okay, let me go back. What do we learn? Recognize that you have an enemy. He's a thief. Put on your armor. Don't be ignorant to the devil's tricks or just schemes. Don't be passive. And submit and resist the devil. I mean, submit to God and resist the devil, right? So now when we submit to God, now we go into remembering and believing, right? So you submit to God, and in that moment, you remember and you believe. You remember and believe who God is, who God says that we are in Christ Jesus, that we have what he says that we have through the blood of Jesus, Right? So you just when you remember, and then in the moment, I know things happen, and like I said, the natural response is to feel down or sad about whatever's going on, or mad about whatever's going on. But once you submit to God and you get in his presence, you start, the Holy Spirit starts working. He's like, no, remember. You start remembering. When you open this up in those moments, you're like, okay, I need to get in the word. What does the word say about this? You start to remember and you start to believe, like, no, like, and, and, and that's, that's where your response will come. Like, no, like, you're, you have to remember and believe. Say, I remember and believe. I remember and believe. Right? I'm trying to see that. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to stay on believe just really quick. So Ephesians 2, 8 in the NLT, you can write that down if you don't want to turn there yet. But it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. What did it say at the beginning? It says God saved you by his grace when you what? Believe. Right? 
So we have to believe that God is. So in Hebrews 11.6, you can write this down too if you don't have time to turn there. Yes. Hebrews 11.6. It says, it says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must what? Believe that God exists and that he reward, re rewards those who sincerely seek him. So it's in our believing. We have to believe that he is who he says that we are and that we have what he says we can have. Now, it says through the blood of Jesus. So if you ever wonder, like, I don't know what I have through the blood of Jesus. You can read Ephesians. I would encourage you, go read Ephesians. Chapter one, Ephesians is so good. That tells you who you are and what you have through the blood of Jesus. So I'm gonna read Ephesians one. I know I'm giving you all a lot of scripture, but Ephesians one, seven, you can write that down. It says, in him, we have redemption. You are redeemed, say I'm redeemed. We're redeemed through his blood. The forgiveness, we have the forgiveness of sins according to his riches, the riches of his grace. Now, there's a song that I've been listening to. It's by Mercy Culture, and it's called It's the Blood. When I listen to that song, shout out Mercy Culture. When I listen to that song, it pumps me up. Because I'm remembering like what the blood of Jesus did for me. If you don't understand what the blood of Jesus did for you, how are you gonna respond back to the devil? The blood of Jesus, and I almost get teary-eyed because it's just like his blood made a way. That's what the song says. And it says in the song, I think she says, um, fear cannot find me because I've got the blood on me. You've got the blood on you. You are marked by Jesus. So when I, when I got a revelation of that through that song, the Lord was like ministering to me, I was like, then why, why in the past have I just been letting the devil be a bully to me? Like, why do I keep putting up with things that I don't have to put up with when I got the blood on me, right? When I'm marked by God. Amen? Does that make sense? Yes. All right. Say, so it's by his blood. I'm marked by the blood of Jesus. Amen. So in, let's go back. Let's recap. So what? What's number one? Thank you. Okay. And we have to put on what? All right. And when we put on the whole armor of God, we then submit to God and resist the devil. You're doing great. All right, then after we do all that, we enter in a place of remembering and believing. Amen. So when you remember and you believe, you then respond. All right? That first one says, open your mouth and speak the word. How many have y'all heard I've heard my older family members say this all the time. A closed mouth does not get fed. 
you don't say, hey, I'm hungry, can I have something to eat? You're probably not gonna get no food, right? So it's kind of, I don't know why I, that kind of thought that was the same thing. But if you don't open your mouth and speak the word, you're not, how are you gonna get results? Like how are you, you have to respond. So I'm gonna respond. Amen. All right, the next one says, pray in the spirit, which we've been learning about. Pastor Justin has been preaching. And it says, praise and worship. I'm gonna read what that says in there. Where'd it go? I didn't give y'all this, but it's just on my notes and y'all can just write it down. But for praise and worship, well, let's go back. Praying in the spirit, it builds you up and it brings about boldness. So you can respond. So if you don't know what to respond in the moment, that's why you have the Holy Spirit. You start praying in the Holy Spirit and he'll start dropping things like no, and you'll start speaking, right? That makes sense? And then praise and worship. In Psalms 22, three, you can just write that down. You don't gotta turn there necessarily. It says he inhabits the praise of his people. Why does he inhabit their praise? Because faith is there and trust in him is there. So when y'all come in here, for praise and worship. But this is one of your weapons to respond. We just sang that song. Praise is the weapon my enemies drown in, right? So we don't just do work, praise and worship just because that's just what you're supposed to do in church. It's literally a weapon. And you're setting the atmosphere, right? You're, that's, to me, by faith, worshiping and praising God, I'm taking authority one and I'm getting in position, right? Amen? And you're, you build yourself up that way too, just praising God, even though things don't feel the way you, or are the way you think it's supposed to be, by faith, what does it say? God, faith pleases God. So that's what you do when you praise and you worship, that's a weapon that you can use for an enemy because it confuses him, he's like, what? You're supposed to be sad and stuff when you're over here jumping up and down and twirling. It, it confuses him. And that's why we don't just, I don't just jump up here for the sake of just jumping up and down. No. Like the enemy has to pay for everything that he's stolen from me. So I'm going to use my weapons. And so he can't touch me. He got nothing on us. What do we have on us? The blood. Right? Amen, guys. Gratitude and thanksgiving. This is kind of the same thing. When you don't feel it, just be like, thank you, Jesus, that I, that I woke up this morning. So what we learned at the, the retreat, too. Just thank you, Jesus, being thankful and grateful for what you do have. Thank you, Jesus, for my family. Thank you, Jesus, for you, you take care of me. Thank you, Jesus, that I even woke up today. All those things, we got to be grateful and thankful. That's a weapon. And then the other one is joy. And then Pastor Alex reminded me of something. I didn't remember this, but joy, the J stands for Jesus, the O stands for on, and the Y stands for you. So it's Jesus on you. That's what joy is. You know? So we got to tap into joy. And if it's not just laughing. I mean, that's like a result of it, but it's not just doing all that crazy stuff to be crazy. But why? Because we have an enemy. And I don't know about you, but he has stolen some things from me, and he has to pay. He's going to pay. 
Right? Say, he's going to pay. Amen. Now I want to tell a story real quick. It might get a little, but it's okay. There's a great ending. Okay. So in responding, um, a few weeks ago, I had went on this trip. I came back. It was like Tuesday and I just got back. And then Wednesday happened. We had church or whatever. But Thursday morning, I was supposed to be somewhere, and then I just felt like I didn't need to go. And my sister shows up in my house, and I didn't know she was coming over. She had her kids with her, well, two, two of her kids. She has four kids. And I opened the door, and she just didn't look so hot. So long story short, the enemy tried to take my sister's life in the middle of the night. And what we talk about, we talk about choices. My sister was, she let someone in her home that she probably most definitely should not have let in her home with her kids in the house. It's three in the morning and she's thinking that this person is nice and, and you know, and like her and three other people just attacked her in the middle, in three in the morning, you know? And a gun was involved and it was caught in my sister could have died that night. Because one choice is sin, like we said, and then Satan used this person or those people to try to take my sister. And her kids were in the house. And that's what made me even more mad. Those are my nieces and nephews. And so the next, that Thursday, you know, she came over, I took her back to her house because her phone was missing and her, her neighbors had um, cameras and so they got it on footage. So I was like, praise God. But she got out of the car. Now, my, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was mad. But I wasn't mad at God. I knew that wasn't from him. I wasn't even mad, I was a little mad at the people because I was like, that's messed up. But I was really mad at the devil. And I had a moment with the Lord. And he, and I just thought about it. I was like, while one, I was in shock. Because I was like, this, hap- this really happened to my sister. She could have died, but she didn't. Praise God. So in the moment in my car, she got the car. I didn't want, to, I want her to see me cry. I did cry. But all I could say was, thank you, Jesus, that she is still, sorry guys, that she's still alive and that her kids are okay. Sorry guys. But I got so mad at the devil because I just had a moment with the Lord where I was just having, I just like I had flashbacks of everything that's ever happened in my life that the enemy has stolen from me. And I started to get mad. Sometimes we got to get fed up. Not sometimes we do. We have to get fed up. And today in my room, I put on worship. And the Lord showed me every single one of your faces. For you to go out, you have to know who you are and you have to believe it.
You think he's, the devil's going to stop? He's going to come after you because of whose you are. That's nothing to be afraid of. But we have to take a stand. We have to stand up. And I made a decision that as long as I'm on this earth, he cannot have anything that is mine. Right? He can't have my family. He can't have me. He can't have y'all. He can't have my church family. And every person now that I see walking in the store, I'm like, devil, you can't have that person. I don't know what they're going through, but you can't have that person. And tonight the Lord told me that some of you, maybe all of you, need to respond. Maybe you've been letting something, the devil slipped through the cracks, and he keeps coming at you with the same thing. But have you responded to him yet? If no, you're going to have a moment tonight, and it's your choice to respond. I can't respond for you. Pastor Alice can't respond for you. God cannot respond for you because guess what? He already gave you everything that you need. We cannot take this word for granted. He is coming back, and I know you hear that. Oh, we've been hearing that. I've heard that all my life. He is coming, and will you be ready? You are not weak. Did you hear that? I said, you are not weak. You need to know who's in you. And a lot of you need to hear that. Some of you, the the enemy has stolen joy from you. And a lot of, and maybe you come in here, maybe you just stand, you know, during worship. But I want you to make a decision that you're going to use those weapons that we just talked about. You have to. You have to. There's no way now where I'm going to come in a church or at home and I'm not going to praise God. I could have lost my sister, but guess what? He has to pay. He has to pay. And I don't know what y'all are going through or what the devil has stolen from you, but you have to make a choice tonight. Are you going to respond? Use your weapons. Pray in the spirit tonight when you come up. Just start praying the Spirit. If you don't know where to start, praying the Holy Ghost. If there's a scripture that comes to your mind when we come up, start saying that over and over again. Just to yourself. And when we go back into worship, CJ, can you come back, come back up? And when we go back into worship, worship, okay? Don't just stand there. Because I know the enemy, I know he has taken something from you. Or maybe it's your, a family member, or maybe it's, I don't know, maybe you see something and you're like at school and you're like, man, like, I don't know why, but like, I have a heart for this person and I can see that the enemy is attacking them. Praise and worship, pray in the spirit over them, over whatever situation it is. But it's time to respond. 
And when you come up here, because I'm going to have y'all stand up, just lock in. The enemy targets us, so we have to target back with our weapons, right? So I want y'all to just lock in. Like the moment I had, had a, I was just thinking about all the things that he stole from me, and I got fed up. Some of y'all need to get fed up tonight. I'm not saying rehearse the bad things. I'm saying you, he, he stole, whatever he stole from you, we're about to give it to God, and we're about to take authority. We're going to respond. But you have to open your mouth. Amen.